The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general hockey shenanigans. It is October 21st, and this is our 84th. <laughs> I was like, I, as you as we did the start of the intro, I was like, neither one of us looked this up. It's 84, you were correct. Yes. <laughs> Tell us what day it is. I did, I did, October 21st. Oh, okay. October 21st, I got that one. It is officially 10 days to Halloween. When you were saying that, I was actually looking at the, <laughs> the podcast numbers. I was like, neither one of us did this. <laughs> I will say I wasn't, like, we have, you know, we are, we always agree on the time well in advance so that we can, like, plan our weekends and shit, and, like, as this time was drawing near, I was like, oh, man, oh, man, I don't know if I'm up to podcasting. This is cutting into my extremely valuable hydration time, because apparently I am now a person who gets hungover on three drinks. Listen, wait till you're, like, how, wait, how much younger are you than me? What year were you born? In three years, I think. Okay. Uh, I was born in 84. Okay. So wait, wait for three years when you get to the ripe old age of 37, where you will drink a soda at night and wake up the next morning with a hangover because that fucking happened to me on Friday night. What? I woke up the next morning with the worst headache in the world and my mouth was like dry as shit and all every single cell in my body was like, give us water. <laughs> I was like, all I did last night was drink a Diet Coke after 10 p.m. That was it. Oh, that was all no. I did. I, did, I had I was at a youth retreat this weekend, surrounded by church children. So I was not drinking. All I was doing was staying up later than I usually. Well, no, not actually. All I was doing was getting up no earlier than I usually would and taking <laughs> zero naps. But this was Friday going into Saturday, which was like entirely normal time. Everything for me, yeah. No, it was awful. Uh. I was like, am I like? So apparently what I need to do is not drink soda after a certain period of time in the evening. And, like, I also need to hydrate way more than apparently I did on Friday. I So some guys at work have the, like, I think the smartest hydration plan. So they got um, those growlers, like the beer growlers, and they drank all the beer and then they washed them out. And now they brought them to work, and then they just fill them up with water, and they drink water from their beer growlers all day. That's like kind... fuck those like BPA free Yeti shit. I want a growler full of water. Well, I bought a Yeti because um, first of all, it's a nice Texas company. Second of all, um, I wanted something that I could realistically like lift to my mouth and I'm not sure that a beer, a beer growler is really like gonna be something I could realistically get up and like tilt enough to put it in my mouth <laughs> sorry now I'm just like going through the list of other things that you want to say you could lift your mouth <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! I'm still. I know. I this was last week, last time too. But I've still got the the sixty year old hacker cough. So like, do you want to talk about another nice Texas company? <laughs> yes, I'm talking about, of course, the Dallas Stars. That's not really a company. You got me all. They are definitely a company. They are a business. They make money. Okay. That just was Texas based business who I just wasn't I, you you've done way better transitions than that. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Ju- I'm judging that transition rather harshly. Fucking <laughs> like what? A six out of ten? Oh no, sweetheart. No. That was like <laughs> That's cute. I'm talking like a I'm talking like a four. <laughs> oh, not even average. No, no. Well, I mean, that's fitting, though, because the stars are not even average. They have gone 3-4-0 in the last seven games, um, and in fact are on a three-game losing streak, having lost um, back-to-back in Ottawa and New Jersey. Can we... And then again... Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. And then again on Friday 
against Minnesota. Can we answer the fourth question you have here first? I feel like we need to get it out of the way. Oh, the is the season doomed? That's the one. I feel I feel like there's it is we are seven games into the season. And Stars fans, who I get it, have been here before, are already chicken littling. And I'm like, y'all, we're seven games into the season. <laughs> like, why are you handing out the Stanley Cup already? <laughs> like, calm down. And, I, yeah, I think there's, I mean, there's absolutely truth to the, like, we can't fall behind too far comments. Yes. But at the same time, every team in the league has lost three games in a row at some point in their lives. Yes. Like, in fact, almost every season, every team in the league will lose three games in a row. Yes. And from my perspective, like, we we have literally said all summer, we have no idea if this team is going to be good. Yeah. Like, you and I have, like, harped on that point over and over and over and over and over again. And so we have always said we think we're a bubble team. Yeah. And right now we're playing like a bubble team. Yep. And we've always said that there's absolutely going to be changes with having to, like, incorporate Monty's system and, like, we're going to have to get used to that and the players are going to have to get used to that and there's going to be a learning curve. Monty said he didn't even expect them to be fully, completely into that system until December. Yep. Like... It is too early. It's too early for this, Stars fans. It's too early. (laughs) We've got so much of this season left. We're not even a tenth of the way through. No. No, we're not. So let's all calm down is all I'm saying. Everybody just take a chill pill. Take a nap. Make sure you get your juice. Make sure you hydrate. Make sure you're not just hangry. Like, have a piece of toast or something. <laughs> if you're get gluten-free, have a gluten-free toast. <laughs> If you don't like toast, have an apple. I mean, like, do something. You're probably yeah. hangry. Get some peanut butter. That's got some protein for you to keep you fuller longer. If you have PTSD from previous seasons, that's valid and I understand. You might. We're not judging you. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying it's a little early for this. We just don't want you to die because of stress-related reasons. I don't want you to exhaust yourself before we even get to January. Like, there's a lot of this season left, and if you live at this high-stress level, you won't survive it. Yeah. Yep. And honestly, if the stars are playing like trash in front of you, you don't have to watch it. Like That was a decision I made last year. That was a decision I made last year as well. And I mean, like, I couldn't watch Friday's game, so I couldn't watch them play like... Well, I don't know if they were playing like trash because I couldn't watch it. And like It was the same thing that they have done over and over again. Okay, over so, again. yeah, so trash. So Well, yes and no. Yes, I, I mean, know. I, I, know, not, I, I can talk know. about it. I did see it. Okay, well, we can in a minute. But my point is, like... There are times that I have to watch it because I have to. I have to recap, but like when they're down in a hole and there's you, there's literally no way they're coming out of that. You can turn it off and get on with your life. Like, be a loyal fan and all that. I get it. I get it. I get wanting to watch it, but like, you have better things to do with your life. <laughs> like, go eat some toast, drink some water, take a nap. I mean. Like, <laughs> I want to make sure that everybody really, really understands that hockey is entertainment. Sports are entertainment. They take your entertainment dollars. They are an industry that is entertainment. And if it is not entertaining, don't participate. Yes. Yes. It makes your life way better when you think of it in that perspective. If if it's not If it's not adding to your life, it's subtracting from your life. So... Keep those things in mind. And drink water. And drink water. I will say, when I did get to see Friday's game against Minnesota. And um, the Stars didn't play particularly well in the first, but I think it was more of Minnesota played really, really well in the first. They were doing everything that Minnesota loves to do. 
slowing the game down, uh, making the neutral zone a complete slog. Like Minnesota was executing Minnesota's game plan and the Stars weren't finding a way around it. And then, like they like to do, in the second, the Stars piled on 24 shots and like outclassed them at every angle. Yeah, but were they shooting all of those shots directly at Dubnik's like no, chest? no, no. The stars were very, very, very good in the second, and Devin Dubnik was just up to the task. Yeah. Like they were, like there was some like holy fuck, how did he save that kind of shit? And then they scored thirty seconds into this third. Jason Spezza, yay! And but the entire third period, they just looked completely scrambly and a little bit gassed, like they had just poured on too much juice in the second and didn't have it in them to continue pouring it on in the third and Minnesota took advantage. What I would like to, what I would like to teach is if I could teach the stars one lesson, it would be pacing themselves. Like I, I get, I get like wanting to put up 30 shots in one period and that's admirable and all that shit. But if that leaves you so gassed that you can't defend in the third, then, Not even defend, but just continue what you were doing. They had a one-goal lead. I like, know. You yeah. can't defend a one-goal lead. No. So, like, if you if you gas yourself so bad that you literally can't play the third period, then, like, what's the point? Right. What have you done for yourself? Nothing. <laughs> you got Jason Spetz's first goal of the season. And good for you, because he needed to score. But, like, you then wasted Jason Spetz's first goal of the season. So, like... What was the points? Yeah. The one thing about that game is I think it was one of those games where it actually felt like the depth was going to score for sure. Mm-hmm. And it was because honestly, like, I mean, Sagan and Ben and, and Hintz did okay. They were fine. Wait, Hintz was up on the top with Jamie and Tyler. Yeah, because Radulov is, was out. Interesting. But Devin Shore had a great game. Jason Spezza had a great game. Like... There were some really, really good, like, Janmark had a good game. Like, there were some definite looks that were all about them, all about the depth. And so while we lost the game and did only get the one goal, it was one of those games where it's like, depth scoring has been an issue so far in the season, but that was a game that I felt like, okay, maybe this is finally starting to turn around a little bit. But then... We don't know if Radulov, when Radulov's going to be back in the lineup. We don't know when Val's going to be back in the lineup because both of them are just kind of like, oh, they're soreness or whatever. And then they sent hints back to the AHL this weekend. Yeah, I saw that. And it was because Montgomery's comments were all like, well, Hints had an opportunity to play with Ben and Sagan and he just wasn't good enough. And I mean, I guess that's fair. And he doesn't need waivers, so they can send him down and call him back as pretty much as much as he wants right now. Mm-hmm. But also, how is our depth supposed to get better without him? Yeah. Like, do you think they'll call up Garyanov or somebody? I mean, they'll have to call up somebody, won't they? I mean... Well, they could call Hints right back up, too, which is the other thing. Like, yeah, maybe they're just would... playing him this weekend because the Stars don't play till Tuesday. Oh, oh. I didn't realize this was already, like, that long of a break. Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, if, if if his point is he wants him to play, like, that might be his thing is that he's just sending him down for the weekend. I don't know who else they'd call up other than Garyanov or Hintz. Mm-hmm. But also, it's definitely one of those things where we can already see, like, the fact that we didn't get a winger in the offseason yeah. is really hurting. Which brings us to Andrew's question. I was didn't know if you were going to read it. You were you were like going in for the transition and didn't you didn't keep going. No, I know. <laughs> Honestly, we'll get to this later. I'm so tired. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I forgot how to read momentarily. Andrew, <laughs> too cool for Kelly. La asks related to this: How many first round picks plus Handel? Would you give for Nylander? To be honest, it would be like a first round pick for Nylander and then a first round pick to give them Hansel. <laughs> Please take Hansel from us. Please take Hansel. <laughs> I, so there's a lot of debate, actually. So I think somebody floated a um, 
you know how pe- the media does. They they floated like um, a Nylander for Jared Spurgeon and, you know, Nita Ryder trade. You know, and that's the Minnesota Wild, right? Not the Stars. And as much as I might give them shit, because I do... Uh, <laughs> Luke yes. and, and Luke and Josh, who are two of the um, two members of Hockey Grass and big Wild fans, you've probably seen them on their Twitter under um, Evolving Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking about how they don't; they think that would be a massive overpayment, and wondering honestly. Like, and there's a lot of people debating about what Nylander should get paid in this next contract coming around because. There's a lot of concern around his defensive game. And that's fair. I think I think that's actually probably very, very fair. Like, as much as I don't actually care about defense, <laughs> he's not he's not the person I would want, you know, trying to break a stop a two-on-one. Mm-hmm. So I think that has to be factored in a little bit, but at the same time. The stars really need somebody creative who's not on the top line. So I would probably give like a first and then a low end roster player. There is no way Toronto would take Hansel, unfortunately. But a first and a low end roster player for Nylander and maybe a third, like get something back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think. I think there is. Are they still he still hasn't come to terms yet with with the Leafs, right? Nope. And I would want a contract. I think that's the other part. Like, there it's going to be hard for anybody to like trade for Nylander without the idea of a contract in place. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I like Nylander. I like like his creativity a lot. I think. That is something that the stars are absolutely lacking. It's kind of crazy to me that this has gone on as long as it has. You know, it is. But at the same time, like, get your money, boy. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously <laughs> all for that as well. Like, for sure. It's just, yeah. like, it is it is weird to me that they've that the Leafs in general have allowed this to go on for this long. Yeah, it is. But it's also not like they're necessarily hurting for him, so... Well, apparently they haven't didn't do very well last night or had like apparently they're starting to run into a little bit of depth scoring issues as well with Matthews and his line and uh, Tavares. Like, so like your Matthews and Tavares are doing great. And then like everybody else is just kind of like, Oh, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. I don't really care about the Leafs. So no, fuck the Leafs. I don't know how to transition into this next bit. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, that's a lie. So, uh, you didn't get to see Friday's broadcast, but the one thing I will say about Friday's broadcast, which was a national NBCSN broadcast... Oh, no. ...was that it was fine. Really? It was completely fine. It was fine bordering on good. Because um, it was... uh, They had A.J. Malesko do a color from Down on the Ice, where Pierre uh, is normally. Who is A.J. Malesko? She's great. A.J. Malesko is a broadcaster who's been working for NBCSN, I think, only for like a year or so now. She was an Olympian. She actually did the Boston Pride broadcast for the first season of the NWHL. Like, she's pretty great. Cool. But one thing they did show during the intermission was part of the Dallas Stars A New Dude Perfect video. Oh, did they? Yeah. Wait, I thought you said you hadn't seen it. No, I didn't really pay attention. Wow. It was Jeremy Roenick. I can't. True. They showed clips. They didn't really show the whole video. They just said it was there. I mean, it's only a three-minute video, so. Yeah. And that would take away from valuable time from their advertisers. Oh, lame. So, what's your favorite part of it? Uh, I have to admit I liked the other Dude Perfect video a lot more. Oh, God, the yeah. One with no, the that one was far superior. Far superior. Far superior. This one, this one had that weird, like, announcer guy on top of it. It's not about him. Yeah, so I like obviously, obviously the first one is far superior, but 
I do appreciate that this one included Jamie Benn trying to turn a cartwheel. And it's just the best! Not being good at it at all. <laughs> like, he looked like a toddler trying to cartwheel. <laughs> That's exactly like, what he couldn't, was. he couldn't figure out straightening out his legs. He, I mean, like, it was, it was hysterical. Like, what are you even trying to do here, child? Yeah, that was absolutely the best part. Uh, my second favorite part was uh, John Klingberg's, like, so the Dude Perfect is, like, one of those YouTube channels that's, like, dudes doing comedy or whatever, and they do a lot of It sports. started out with dudes doing, like, trick shots kind of things, as far as I can tell. Like, I, I've the only Dude Perfect videos I've watched are the hockey ones, but, like, mm-hmm. their whole thing is that, like, the whole, their whole thing is trick shots, like, sportsy th- kinds of things. But so it's, it's just a very non-serious is what, like, oh, yeah. where I'm going with it. It's like, you know, it's like stupid dudes doing fun, stupid stuff. And at the very end, when Klingberg seals the victory for the Dallas Stars, and they're like, ask him about it. He's given these like very media answers. Oh, yeah. He was like, I needed to make the putt, so I made the putt. Like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, Klingberg, for that insight. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, Norris level insight right there from yeah. John Klingberg. <laughs> Norris, truly Norris level. <laughs> He's such a funny child. Yeah, the rest. I mean, it's like we said, it's only a three minute and thirty second video, so feel the need, feel feel free to watch it at any time. Yeah, just know that what it will probably make you want to do is go back and watch the other one even more because the other one is so much better. So much better. You know, I honestly. Part of what I think is having my issues talking. <laughs> what just happened there? Yeah, I definitely like. I think I just fell asleep in the middle of saving saying words. I feel like I feel like I feel like you and I both are just not at our at our hundred percent. This is it's like The Hangover, but the least fun version of the movie that could be possibly made. With it, podcasters in different rooms. Because first of all, I've never actually seen that movie because I well, okay, I watched the first fifteen minutes of it, and in the first fifteen minutes, I didn't laugh one time, and I was like, I feel like this is like a for like a foreshadowing of things to come with the rest of this movie, and I don't care enough, so I just turned it off. But like, yeah, no, there's nothing fun about the way I'm feeling right now. I just want to take a nap. <laughs> oh my god! Drink oh. some water, take a nap, eat eat an apple. I ate a hamburger. Does that count? <laughs> I haven't eaten lunch, but I ate a late breakfast. So I left church after... this morning, and I was like, I don't know what food I have at the house, but I know I don't have milk, so I can't make Easy Mac. And, like, at that point, I was just, I, I was so tired I wanted to cry, but also so hungry that I wanted to cry. And I, I couldn't even think of a place that I wanted to drive through on the way home, because there's really just not, the only thing that's on the way home is McDonald's. And I was like, no. So... By the time mm-hmm. I got home, I was so angry about how hungry it was that I walked into the house and I was like, Mary! <laughs> and that poor girl oh. had done nothing. I was just that angry. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So she was like, I don't think we have any food. And I was like, I know we don't. What should I do? <laughs> I ended up ordering favor. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do about food either. Probably just eat Cheetos until I get full. <laughs> oh, Oh, gosh. Well, so the NHL is honestly kind of boring right now. There haven't been a lot of shenanigans the last couple of weeks, um, except we've got the usual shenanigans from the front, not not even the front office, from the league office being fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So since we recorded last time, Two guys who were leveled very fair suspensions have been allowed to appeal. So Austin Watson of the National Predators had his uh, suspension for uh, domestic violence. I don't even know if that's specifically what they called it, but like that's why he got suspended was that he pleaded no contest to a domestic violence charge. So he had his suspension reduced to 18 games from the 20-plus that it was. It was 27. 27. Yeah, 27. And Tom Wilson, who has been suspended 20 games 
for his illegal check to the head, basically trying to decapitate a dude, was in a seven-hour appeal on Friday. And the decision on what to do about his suspension has is expected to be coming down this week. So it might be out by the time this podcast comes out, but we don't know yet. The only, like the... When I was asking about topics, Marin was like, I don't really have an opinion on this other than these guys are dumb and bad. But I do have a question for you. Do you think players should be allowed to appeal a suspension for a domestic violence issue? Okay, so here's the thing. I understand that in a court of law, people can appeal. But like... Unless unless you can show that somehow something that makes a material difference in what you did was not addressed in your original, like, hearing, then I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that you should be able to. <laughs> like, I don't think that Tom, that, I don't think that there's anything that Tom Wilson can tell me that, that will ever say to me that he should even be playing hockey in the first place let alone, like, get a shorter sentence than 20, 20 games. I don't mm-hmm. think that Austin Watson, who pled guilty to what he did, should be able to appeal based on fucking anything. Like, he did what he did. He admitted he did what he did. So what are you mm-hmm. appealing on the basis of? And why did you, like, actually lessen that suspension? I don't, I, I, it, it grosses me out. I don't get it. In my, in, God, I'm the last person ever to defend the NHL, but the Austin Watson suspension was reduced by a third-party arbitrator, not the NHL itself. And the NHL did actually put out a statement saying they disagreed with the decision, but they legally didn't have an ability to change it. Uh That said, I do kind of blame the NHL anyway, because they're lackadaisical stance gives the arbitrator or at least Watson's lawyer something to work with in that they've never prosecuted domestic, not prosecuted, but you know what I mean? They've never actually punished domestic violence before. Right. Once they have done it one time and partially it's because the dude had like self deported. And So when you have lack of precedent because your league hasn't fucking cared up until now, then yeah, you're going to get a smooth-talking lawyer who has the ability to change the mind of an independent arbitrator to reduce the sentences because you didn't set rules. Yeah. Yeah. And and I could absolutely see the same thing coming for Tom Wilson. Absolutely can see the same thing coming for Tom Wilson. However, this one's not going to an independent arbitrator. It's going to Gary Bettman. But they never fucking set a precedent that head hits are bad and wrong. And every head hit gets this many days suspension. And if you don't learn, you get this many more days suspension. Everything is done so subjectively and so subjectively done based on did this other person get injured, not what your intent was, that it just doesn't it it's just gonna get it's not gonna ever be good unless you make changes and they don't feel like I don't feel like they want to make changes I don't know I don't and until they start actually banning people from playing (laughs) you know like I just feel like they're not gonna be serious about anything like Tom Wilson shouldn't be playing in the NHL he's not a good player and the only thing that he does is hurt people Mm-hmm. So, why the fuck is he playing? Why is he allowed um, to play? Why is he getting paid five point something million dollars to play? Like, the, the... When I googled the Tom Wilson appeal suspension, the first thing that comes up is the Capitals calling the, the suspension garbage or unfair. What is absolute garbage is how much that man is getting played to ostensibly, and here I'm using air quotes, play hockey in the NHL. It's fucking ridiculous. So, I've been listening to this podcast the last week called um, Why Won't You Date Me from Nicole Byer, who's a comedian. And she had Jamila Jamil uh, from The Good Place on. And every time uh, Jamila would ever say anything like ostensibly, 
she would go inverted commas, which is apparently the British version of quote. I'm going to Google this. I, but I, I'm not making this up. She said it every single time. And that's the only reason I can come up with it. And like it threw me off so hard the first time. I was like, what is what is an inverted comma? Okay, so first I need you to know that I am so tired that what I Googled was inverted commas. <laughs> and yeah. That's just being awake. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> that's what I am right now. And I'm really unhappy about it. <laughs> So the inverted comma is indeed another term for quotation mark, and it is marked as British. So yes, apparently they do say inverted comma, comma, comma. <laughs> I said it right first, and then I corrected myself to coma, and then I had God. Uh, Here you know we what's are. Even wackier than British punctuation. Uh, wacky standings. That's what it says on here. The NHL standings in the first part of the season. Oh, okay. That's what you meant by wacky. I did. I did. Marin hasn't checked the NHL standings yet. So we're going to make her do that live on air Aww. because it's crazy. <laughs> Are we eighth in the central? Is that what I'm, I'm opening it now? Uh, we're not doing good, but I want you to focus less on the stars and more on all of the other shit that's going on. Because we knew the stars weren't going to show up well in the standings. Okay, so first of fucking all, (laughs) how are the Vancouver Canucks number two in the Pacific? That's the one I knew. Are you kidding me? I feel like I'm having an aneurysm. (laughs) What the fucking hell is going on? I don't even want to examine the fact that we're fourth from the bottom, but I am excited to see that St. Louis and the Kings are behind us. But, like, what the fucking hell? (laughs) How? How? How is this happening? I haven't watched the Canucks at all. What the fuck is going on? Is this voodoo? Like, how? How is Montreal number two? (laughs) What the fuck? God, I'm going to have to do some, like, amplify minus two. Amplify minus two. (laughs) How is Carolina number one? What is... I don't... What? Oh. How in the hell is Colorado number two in the entire NHL? How is that a thing? How is Chicago number six? How? how, (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, like, Carolina is number one in the Metro, but when you switch over to League View, they're number 14? (laughs) Every single team in the Metro is below 14th place in the entire NHL. I fucking love it. So, like... I freaking love early season hockey. This shit makes no sense. Oh, Detroit. Oh, God, that's so painful. They have won one game out of eight. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. That hurts. I I just love that, like, first and foremost, how has Toronto played nine games already? That's a lot of games. I, considering that, like, there are teams that haven't only played six, I don't see, yeah, that's a weird schedule for them to have, like, right off the hop. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was everything I hoped it could have been. God, I honestly, like, I haven't looked at this at all, obviously, but the, con- the Canucks, like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Eh? I mean, they do play in the Pacific. And Colorado! See, I'm not that surprised by Colorado. They were a good team last year. They were likely to be a good team this year. And I'm not that surprised. Will I'm I think only they surprised end up being the second team in the league? No. No. But. I'm, you know what? I'm surprised. I'm surprised because I hate them. And I like to think of them as being terrible because I hate them. Fair enough. 
I'm also Fair surprised enough. that Chicago is, has won as many games as it has. Um, I rem- if I remember correctly, they haven't played anybody particularly difficult. Oh, I haven't looked at their schedule. Um, schedule. Load faster, you dick. Yeah, so they played Ottawa, the St. Louis Blues. Uh, they lost to Toronto. They lost to Minnesota. But so they've beat <laughs> they've beat Ottawa once, and the St. Louis Blues twice, and then they just beat uh, the Blue Jackets. But they lost to Toronto and they lost to Arizona and to Minnesota. Well, so, two of those losses were overtime losses. So yeah, I still got points for them. Oh no, shit. Fuck. Every single game until Arizona was overtime. Oh, shit. So that's how they got so many fucking points. Even all of their losses went to overtime. Except for until they, they lost to Arizona. That's ridiculous. So they're, uh, they're not a particularly good team. They just... Oh, shit. We're, we're playing shit. the Kings next, speaking of. Mm-hmm. And because they're below us in the standings, that just means we're going to lose to them. Knock on wood. Oh, don't be so pessimistic. I know. The season you... is over! <laughs> Fuck everything. Speaking of... Speaking everything of. being terrible, let's move on to happy things. Yeah, I'll give that a solid 5 out of 10. Yeah! Average! <laughs> Do you have a happy thing you want to talk about? Okay, sure. So, the last two weeks have been shit. But, one thing I don't really talk about a lot, kind of anywhere, I mention it in passing every now and then, I um, go to church regularly and have a have started this year volunteering with the youth at my church. And I have worked in full-time ministry before, and that was balls and I hated it, so I stopped doing that. But... Volunteering is, like, basically exactly where my level of investment lies. And we had a youth retreat this weekend. And when it was originally planned and I had originally agreed to go on it, it was for, it was going to be at this camp out in the hill country called Camp Champions. And I was going to be sleeping in a cabin with my discipleship group, which is ninth grade girls and the other leader. And as much as I love those girls, I was just... A billion percent not looking forward to sleeping in the same room with them on bunk beds because I'm 37 years old and a little old for that shit. Yeah, I can already feel the back problems. Yeah. God truly does answer prayers because (laughs) it rained all last week and it flooded the hill country. And I'm sorry for all those poor people in the hill country that had to deal with that. But Camp Champion flooded. From, because it's on a lake. And mm-hmm. it flooded the entire camp. And oh, no. we found out on Thursday that they were like, mm, all of the cabins are underwater, so we don't even have anywhere to put you. So we had camp, I mean, we had our fall retreat in Austin, which means Yay. that I got to sleep in my own damn bed <laughs> by myself. With nobody else. <laughs> I was, it was phenomenal. So the retreat itself was great. Like, um, the it was funny because we had a speaker who came from Oklahoma City from the church I used to work at in Oklahoma oh City. <laughs> Did you know them? Was it awkward? And, um, it was awkward because, like, I don't want to say who it was because I don't want anybody Googling this and I would feel bad if, like, if anything, if you got weirded out by it but like he came into the church uh the same month that I was leaving it so I had a lot of resentment because of the way that I was leaving it and so I didn't even bother to try to get to know him at all because I knew I was leaving Mm -hmm. but we kind of we knew each other in passing because we were on the same staff for about a month right but three years after I left he was fired (gasps) which never happens in the Presbyterian church okay like you don't get fired. That's but, like working for the state. You can't yeah, get fired. Yeah. He was fired for embezzling. What? Yeah. 
So I don't want to go into a lot of details, but he was in charge of a particular thing and embezzled a lot of funds and ended up getting fired by the Presbytery. But then he was your speaker at your fucking camp retreat. So it's been over a decade since then. <laughs> so okay. um, he apparently, uh, apparently that was a very humbling experience for him as it would be for anybody. Of course, this man is white, which he served zero jail time for this. Um, but, uh, it was a very humbling experience for him. He apparently went through a lot of growth and change and has since planted a different church for the Presbyterian Church and is now a pastor of his own church in Oklahoma City. Okay. Yeah, and is now a like, and the, the people who invited him down to do this knew what happened. And they still, and it's, it's just one of those ways in which, like, sometimes I'm kind of like, I understand that the Bible calls for forgiveness and, like, you know, forgetting, like, uh, you know, things. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, but, I mean, like, when is it so bad that maybe we shouldn't, <laughs> you know, like, not shouldn't forgive, but it's, it was a very weird weekend for me because I was kind of like, the, the whole time he was talking, I was like, I know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> You know? And believe us, Marin can hold a grudge better than anyone. <laughs> and it's funny because I don't even, like, I mean, yeah, I feel bad that that happened to that church, but I also hated that church by the time I left it. So, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily even that I was holding a grudge for anything other than, I know what you did! <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, yeah, I just didn't have any strong feelings about him one way or the other. Um, I did have his first uh, sermon at my church, like, quoted on my Facebook wall for a very long time because he told this story about being at home one time and a SWAT team coming to his door and like banging on the door and he comes and they're all like, you know, dressed in SWAT gear and stuff. And they were like, we need your assistance. (laughs) So he was like, yes, of course. What can I do? Like kind of expecting that he gets like, you know, to gear up with the SWAT team because they were doing a sting on his neighbor, basically. So what they wanted him to do was basically stake out his neighbor and text them when his neighbor came home because (laughs) there was something going on with the neighbor that they didn't exactly outline. So he does it for maybe an hour, but then he had to leave because he had to, he was like catching a flight or something like that. So his wife had been taking a nap in their room. So he goes to his wife and like wakes her up. And screams, rise, woman, your country needs you. <laughs> and that, that's, that's the, that's the line I had quoted on my Facebook wall was, rise, woman, your country needs you. It was great. It, it was, it was strange, how, like, seeing him because I feel like he knows that I know why he left. But we didn't talk about it at all. I didn't ask him about this new church that he planted. I don't actually know that it's. <laughs> With the Presbyterian Church at all, I just know that he's planted a church. It might even be non-denominational, like who knows? But it was just a strange weekend for that for that aspect of it. But that's a real circle of life moment, right there. Right when they told me, it was, I was like, Shh. I mean, like, is he gonna bring my old boss with him too? The one I really truly hate. Like, I mean, you talk about holding a grudge. That is one man I will probably have a hard time forgiving up until the day I die. <laughs> like. Who would do you hold a grudge for against more? That guy or Gabriel Landeskog? Oh, that guy. Because that guy caused me three months of, like, financial absolute devastation. Gabriel Landeskog I find fun to hate because, like, I hate him. But, like, <laughs> that that man caused me to sit on my couch with $5 in my bank account eating, like, months-expired cream of wheat and crying. Like, that that's what that dude caused. Gabriel Landeskog just pisses me off that he exists. Like, that's kind of... He hasn't affected my life, like, you know, materially. So, definitely that dude. I mean, I'm always happy to rank my grudges, though, if you ever have any questions. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you 1,000% where they rank. No, I like it. I like it. Maybe this will be like um, what are the one of those match games or like like a uh, who done it? The the guess who? Oh, guess who? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just put all your grudges there. It's like, is it a man or a woman? <laughs> oh, shit, that would be a great game to play. 
my happy thing is pretty, pretty great. So, um, when I very first moved to Colorado, I was like, well, I have no friends, so I need to make them. And I wanted to get back into writing kind of for myself. Cause I had just done, I was still working at the time for fan rag. So I was writing a bunch. I was writing a bunch for them, but that's, you know, very different writing than fiction. Madeline, go away. So I got on Meetup and I found a writer's group and I started going and I met some cool people and some not so cool people. And eventually that writer's group splintered because the cool people were like, uh, fuck not cool people. And, but they started their own writer's group. And so I joined that one. And we have been meeting up since end of March. And the new writer's group was going to be less of a let's just sit around a table with our laptops and write and more of um they we're calling it a guild so the idea is that we all um help edit each other's documents we do a lot of like prompts to get us people like creative juice flowing and one of the major things that they wanted to do with the guild was put out like a quarterly zine and so this past saturday yesterday uh we published our first fall edition cool and so i have a story in that um and it's fine um it's called the princes and it's about a woman who wakes up in hell and thinks she should be in heaven and it's a satire nice and yeah and that was really cool and we went and we went out last night we had like a little published party and um we'll probably do one every quarter and our next theme is liminality, so that'll be interesting. And that's my yeah. happy thing. Yeah, cool. I actually have, like, real fictional writing online. I like that your happy thing is, like, an actual cool, like, fun thing, and my happy thing is just, like, I have to sleep in my own bed this weekend. Well, I mean, that was a happy thing for me also, because we went out last night, and we went out in Longmont, which is about an hour from my house, and it was definitely one of those situations where it's, like, I love my friends, and I kind of want to stay out, but also... If I do stay out, I have to sleep on my other friend's couch. No. And so then I stopped drinking. Yeah. I got home and I get to sleep on my couch. I'm too old. My my couch. (laughs) You slept on your own couch? No, I slept in my bed. Oh, God. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) What did I just hear? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Do you want to do reader questions? Sure. Which year will McAvoy get the Norris? Gary asked that question. I'm so tired. I forgot, I forgot which part went first. Well, after Klingberg does? Yeah, if there's... If there's a, <laughs> again, if God answers prayer. Right? God knows what we want. Klingberg is God's favorite defenseman, he told me. <laughs> Why else would we be so blessed? Right? I mean, uh, if... The Cowboy Stadium is going to be able to have an open roof with a logo on the top of it so God can see his team. Then doesn't it follow that the Dallas Stars are also God's favorite team? What? We are so tested. Have you not heard this? No. Who's the owner of the Dallas Cowboys? See, if I, Jones. if I were a, like a football fan, I would know that off the top of my head. But okay. Jerry Jones. It's Jerry Jones. He's crazy. No, I know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yes, that is actually, a th- I'm, now I am Googling this, because, uh, and, like, fi- it's literally written on the DallasCowboys.org slash stadium, okay? Like, I'm not making this bullshit up. Give me just a second for this page to load, and I will read you the exact fucking quote. Okay, with the controversy surrounding the roof and the ability to televise games, Dwight Douglas Lewis, also known as D.D. Lewis, developed a phrase that would appeal to its fans across the country. His famous quote that passed from team to team was, Texas Stadium has a hole in its roof so God can watch his favorite team play. So I'm sorry, it wasn't Jerry Jones, it was Dwight Douglas Lewis, but still. Texas Stadium has a hole in its roof so God can watch his favorite team play. (gasps) God... Fucking football's so crazy. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here, this was the controversy. The design of the Dallas Cowboys Stadium roof resembled the design of soccer stadiums in Europe. With a retractable roof over the field, the sunshine and open air made the enclosed stadium impressive. Although the roof made the stadium high-tech, it caused problems for televising the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know what problems this would be, but apparently it was a thing. I'm sure. Everything's a thing when it comes to the NFL. Yeah, fuck the NFL. Fuck the NFL. Lauren asks, if we ever get to see the 439047 line, so Nachushkin, Spetsa, Radulov, again, what should it be named? For the few games it was together, I was calling it the Russian pizza line. Russian pizza. I mean, that's not bad. Maybe like giggle sandwich? But that could be that could be anybody. You have to it make could it be Russian. Anybody. Happy comrades. Comrade giggles. Uh, comrade giggles. <laughs> In Russia, the pizza giggles you. <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> I'm trying to see what Russia's favorite pizza topping is. That is something like sardines or something. The base of the pizza is whole grain bread soaked in milk and eggs, but with sugar. The topping is stewed cabbage, carrots, and zucchini mixed with fresh apples and lettuce. What? It is a pizza. It's a Soviet breakfast pizza. (laughs) There you go. The Soviet breakfast pizza. You were supposed to wake up to bake the lettuce. That's so gross. The people that made this, the result was better than I expected. My husband and I were hungry enough, so we ate it all and found it to be odd, but healthy and edible. That's what I want in a pizza. <laughs> could, could you imagine, like, yes, that that meal that I just had was healthy and edible. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the name for the line, healthy and edible. Healthy and edible. Oh, my God, that's perfect. This line is healthy and edible. <laughs> the healthy and edible line. H&E for short. You can lift it to your mouth. Uh, <laughs> good, good luck God lifting. Loves a callback. I almost said good luck lifting three hockey players to your mouth, but then I was like, "Wow, that's, that 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 that's crossing the line." I'm pretty confident there's somebody who's tried it. I have a feeling pretty confident there's somebody who's succeeded. <laughs> just gonna throw that out there hey is this jen friend of the podcast jen wait there's a there's an nwhl question i don't even know why i asked so (laughs) number one suggest halloween costumes for the stars um so i i don't know if this was asked before their halloween party okay so we know what they dressed as but i'm gonna go ahead and suggest some improvements for that costumes that they did wear so, I would agree. Let's talk about what we know they dressed as. So we know that Jamie, Tyler, and Radulov dressed as Mario, Luigi, and Yoshi in <gasps> order. I didn't know that Radulov was Yoshi. Okay, well, I mean, here's the thing, though, is that, like, Jamie and Tyler put way more effort into their outfits than Radulov <laughs> did. Radulov kind of had, like, a little hat, and that was basically... And he had his own car, like, like Jamie and Tyler did, but that was pretty much it. He was a Soviet Yoshi. He was a Soviet Yoshi. Like, Jamie and Tyler were actually in, like, fucking overalls. Like, it was... It was it was amazing. They were drinking Bud Light, though, so I feel like that just detracts from the entire thing. (laughs) Like, I guess if they're plumbers, I mean, kind of, maybe? Uh, I don't know. But... I feel like even plumbers should have better taste in beer. Yes. The other one that phoned it in was Hansel, who wore, um, he was a, well, he was a mug of like beer. the least surprising thing that Hansel phoned it in. Sure. He was a mug of beer and his wife was like, or girlfriend or significant other, was a bar, uh, like a German beer maid, barmaid. She oh. had like, she had, she had the traditional German dirndl on, um, and he was a mug of beer. But his mug of beer costume was like one of those foamy things that you just like wear. Yeah. yeah, it was store-bought, obviously. I saw that and I didn't know what it was. <laughs> it was a mug of beer. Um, we believe that it is Spezza who is dressed up as a bunch of grapes. And uh, the number of people that told me that it was a Fruit of the Loom throwback is unreal because it's not like first of all how do you know because <laughs> he wasn't there with his other friends yeah if you're gonna do fruit of the loom that's a group costume that's a group costume and i didn't see a picture of his wife as an apple okay or any other fruit though they have like a million daughters they could do fruit of the loom real good what i'm saying this is what i'm saying if you're gonna do a group costume do a group costume 
Otherwise, yeah. he's literally just a bunch of grapes. Stop telling me he's fruit of the loom. So, unless he told you that he was fruit of the loom. At which point, why didn't you invite us to the party? At which point, why didn't you dress up as the apple? <laughs> right? And take a picture with him. So, anyway. God. So that everybody knows what you guys are. Seriously. Oh, my God. Carolyn, can we go back to happy things? Because I forgot one of the happiest things that happened this weekend other than me sleeping in my bed. Yeah, go for it. Okay. God loves a throwback. So, uh, I was looking at the thing in question that I talked about. So, one of the things that we did is the speaker got us all together in in one of the chapels on the, at, at the church. And we went through every single high schooler that had come on this trip. Remember, I work with ninth grade girls. And uh, we had to say our full name, like first, middle, and last. We had to say one thing that we would carry out of our houses if they were burning down to the ground. It had to be an inanimate object. It could not be an animal or a person. And who, in that room, we would choose to help us rebuild our lives. Like, not, like, significant other, but just, like, who physically or, like, emotionally would support you in rebuilding your life. Did anybody answer God? One girl tried to say Jesus, and mm. he was like, I'm, and she was like, but Jesus is always here. And he was like, no, 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 I mean, it has to be a person who was physically in this room. So, yeah. Uh, but two people said me. And yeah. one of them said me because I have money. Oh, no. She's 14. So I was yeah. kind of like, I guess I have, in a general sense, I have more money than you, maybe. But, like, <laughs> what I have is a boatload of debt, child. So, like, you're welcome to all of that. Oh, Aspirational Lord. debt. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, that's adorable. It's probably something I would have said. And like looking at somebody who was t- more than 20 years my senior, I would assume that they had a shit ton of money too, just because I thought that's how the world worked. It was pretty cute. But I was like, oh, honey, no. Yeah. We're not going to disabuse you of that notion just yet, but. <laughs> but. So oh. anyway. Yeah, that was... That's a rough, rough landing right there. That was, yeah. It was funny. Like, we, I laughed a lot about it. So, it was, <laughs> that's what made it a happy thing. Just because I was like, that's that's hysterical. Okay, anyway. So, back to Zassi costumes. Jan Mark was Harry Potter, but he was Harry Potter without a lightning bolt on his forehead. So... So, was he really Harry Potter really at all? Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was mostly just a wizard in a Gryffindor uniform. Yeah, he was a Gryffindor. He was a rando. He was a rando Gryffindor. Maybe he was trying to be Ron. Who knows? You could get a wig for that. He would have to get a wig because he is definitely not a ginger. So yeah, he was just random Gryffindor on the right, basically. Uh, Bishop was by far the best um, in a Beauty and the Beast costume. <gasps> I didn't see this. Yeah, you'll have to look for it. He was. It was great. Uh, and his wife was dressed up as Belle, obviously, uh, in the, oh, in the yellow perfect. dress. It was perfect. Perfect! Yeah. I love them. It was, it was real good. It was real okay. good. So how would you improve the Dallas Stars costume? Uh, well, first of all, I'd get an actual Yoshi outfit for Radulov <laughs> because that phoning it in is just not acceptable. I do like that they did something as a line, though. I do, too. I really appreciate that they did something together as a line. That was great. That was great. I thought that uh, um, the other one that I want to give an honorable mention to is Foxa, who dressed up with his girlfriend as uh, the Joker and, um, ah, shit. See, I never saw this movie. Harley Quinn, yeah. Um, so the, they dress up as Joker and Harley Quinn, and I, I have no improvements there. That was actually a great costume. Good job, guys. Yeah, job. yeah. So I would either take Martin Hansel out of the equation entirely. Which, frankly, is what we usually want to do. Or, if he wants to dress up as a beer mug, dress him up as a better fucking beer mug. And, like, yeah. not like, just DIY this. some shit. Like, if you at least make an effort and it still looks kind of shitty, at least you made an effort. You know who does great fucking costumes is Lauren Eberly. Her I costumes are amazing. Yeah, because that girl is the craftiest bitch I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I am... Like, and we don't mean that in, like, the sneaky way. No! I mean that in, like, the literal... She, like, 
makes their costumes every year and it's hysterical because like she keeps talking about how Jordan gets mad at her because she puts him in costumes he can't sit down in. (laughs) There was one year that they went as beer pong. So she she, he was in a red solo cup and she was a golf ball. It was it was or a ping pong ball. It was hysterical. Like she does the best costumes. There was one year that where she was the Energizer Bunny and he was the Duracell battery. Like it's it's great. (laughs) It's great. Like she does great costumes. But uh, yeah, no, I was so. And then for Spenza, I would either. Like, get other people to dress as the other Fruit of the Loom fruits. Maybe just one other person as a Fruit of the Loom fruit. But, or, like, leave him just as a bunch of grapes. But stop telling me he's Fruit of the Loom. (laughs) (laughs) One of those two things needs to happen! Uh, Okay, we should move on. Sorry, Jen also asked. NWHL and CWHL hockey are back. Any teams caught your eye so far? Buttes, 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 buttes. The Buffalo Buttes are absolutely going to take the fucking NWHL. Absolutely. They're so good. They're so good! Shannon says Bados is in their net. Like, I mean, they're so good. They're going to be really good. What did and you just call her? Says Bados? Isn't that how you say her name? Zabados. Zabados. Whatever. You know me. And I do. Hockey player names. I do. Doesn't change in women's hockey. Nope. Um. So they're going to be so good. And the CWHL, I think, um, I think the Canadians are going to take it. I mean, Hillary Knight's back, Marie Philippe Poulain, like, I don't see how they don't do real good. But there's, I think, I think the CWHL is probably going to be a little more competitive than the NWHL this year. So that'll be a really fun league to watch. But my favorite thing, did you see, Marin? And I know Jen did because I retweeted it from her. Did you see the promo video that they did for the end for the Buttes? No, I didn't. For when they, it's fucking great. Like it's a full on. It's something you see in men's hockey, but done for women's hockey with women's hockey players, and it's fucking awesome. And the song they chose for it is one of my absolute favorite metric songs ever, called "Gold Gun Girls," and it's so good. Excellent. And I'm just very excited about all the money that's getting poured into the Buffalo Buttes right now. It's amazing. I'll look for it. Okay, last question. The Dougal asks, Star social media has been a bit dull lately. How should they liven it up? Okay, so I don't have any original suggestions. uh, And this is also the first time I'm seeing this question because I don't prepare at all for anything ever. (laughs) Um, Also, I had a bit of a busy weekend. But uh, the... What team was it? Was it the Predators or the Hurricanes? Who, who, what, what social media team put out that video about one of their people who keeps appearing in it, like, who dabbed online uh, uh, in a video, and then he had to, like, give them Bojangles biscuits? Oh, that was the, that was the Hurricanes. Okay, I knew it was a Southern team, I just didn't remember which one. They need to get on that level. The Hurricanes does a really good job, really good job with their social. I would love it if, like, we did a Stars Reads Mean Tweets or something like that. Oh my god! Yes, okay, stars reading mean tweets. Uh, I think there needs to be... I, I feel like players hate them, but, like, you've got to find some players that actually enjoy being on camera, and I feel like we have those players, they just need to identify themselves and come forward, and, like, just do funny videos. Like, there are so many teams that just put out funny videos, like funny, like conversations that they have or like, you know, this or that or, or like when they were doing the um, like the stars put these packages together, but they only use them for in the arena. And I just like you need to put them out where people can see them. Like I would love another Christmas Carol video. Another Christmas Carol is- video. Those, you know, those well, videos. Nichushkin's back. We got to have. I know. We have to recreate that. But you know those videos that they were doing, um, with, like, in Arena, where they were doing, like, the Jeopardy questions between yes. the two people that Razor was doing? And those are hysterical, especially because Razor was just, like, awarding points willy-nilly like they didn't matter, which they didn't, so that was hysterical. Like, <gasps> those kinds of videos. <gasps> Whose line is it anyway? Yes! Give them props, make them do... You could give them props and make them try to play hockey with them. Like, 
Yes. It doesn't even need to be like them trying to act something out. You could give them something and be like, score with it. Go. I like it. Like, imagine them trying to score with a fucking pool noodle and how fucking hilarious that would be. Right? Like, I can't believe we're not making these videos already. There. We just threw out, like, 20 good ideas. Pick some of them up. Yeah. Hire us. And that was on zero sleep. Yeah. Which might be why they're so good. Uh, But (laughs) we're going to definitely... Drink some water, take a nap, and eat an apple. Oh, God. So much taking a nap. And that's all we have for you today. You can find us on social media. I'm on Twitter, at Classlicity. I'm at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter, at DeepHeartHockey. And you can email us if you have more ideas for social media, (laughs) at DeepHeartHockey at gmail.com. You can also find our official blog at DeepHeartHockey.wordpress.com. Bye. <laughs> this was a weird one. Bye. <laughs> Good luck and Godspeed to all of you as you listen. Remember, the only there are multiple stars podcasts, but we're the only ones who make dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>